In the first moment when uh, Pete asked me to, to preach here uh, in, your, in your church, I started laughing. I didn't go crazy, ha ha ha, like this, but just a smile. Uh, when, when I read from uh, what passage uh, I'm, I had to preach here, uh, because this is the same passage I preached and I shared with you on the last time I, I preached here. <laughs> so my, I'm using the old notes. No. <laughs> that was quite easy. No. <laughs> uh, but when I thought a bit more uh, seriously, I realized that they're inviting me uh, to, to preach again on, their, on the same passage because I didn't do so well on the last time, and because they love me so much, they're giving me another chance. At the same time, I was thinking, if I didn't do that great on the first time, why they're inviting me again to go to that stuff again? But I, after I prayed and talked to God about this, uh, I understood that God had something to say to us this morning. And I hope that this message is going to be a blessing to you. Uh, I'm going to move this first. It's going to be a blessing to you. And not just to, uh, it's not going to make you uh, feel better. It's not going to make you say that when you go home and you're going to say, I had a lovely Sunday. Or make you say that, the guy who preached was amazing. Uh, I hope and pray that this message uh, is going to change you, is going to change uh, your lifestyle, the way you live your life, and it's going, it's going to make you think why you're living your life. Peter was uh, writing uh, to the first century believers. Uh, the passage we're, we're going through today is first of Peter chapter 2 verses 4 and maybe it's going to be there yeah that passage Peter was writing to the first century believers who were going through a, a very difficult time uh, a time of uh, persecution a time of fear a time of let's kill of those who follow Christ and this persecution was shaking the church and because of what was happening the church might lose the focus of being God's people and doing what God called them to do. Maybe we don't have the same uh, persecution as the early church had. But we have the same issues as then, as it will be, and as it will be tomorrow. What are these issues that we have today? First, the world around us is falling apart. We don't like to mention that, but the world around us is falling apart. Everything is going up toward a destruction. People around us fear for their future. Uh, they are always looking for something else. I'm not saying they're looking for something better. Most of the time they're not. They just want something else. Second thing, the life today doesn't have any stability because it's based on things which keep changing every day, on money, technology, fashion, things like this. 
And we know people where we live, our neighbors. We know people where we work. Uh, we work together with them. And we see these people uh, trying to find stability uh, for their life. But they're looking for this stability on things that are changing every day. For example, uh, we were happy when we bought our first iPhone 3, which amazingly changed our life. After some months, what happened? iPhone 4 comes. And we want to have it because we're not happy anymore with the iPhone 3. After some months or one year, we had iPhone 4, we hear news. What news? It's coming. We hear news that iPhone 5 is coming. And we are not happy anymore with the 4, number 4 we have. Because uh, we, we heard news that iPhone 5 is going to have all sorts of things. It's going to have a better camera, it's going to be thinner, and they're saying it's going to have wings on it, and it's going to be greater. And it's going to have three bedrooms and a kitchen, gigabytes. <laughs> and in the end, the reason we bought iPhone 5 is because we want to be ready for iPhone 6. <laughs> which, which, do you know uh, what some voices already are saying about it? That is going to be just a step to take you from 5 to 7. The life around us uh, doesn't have stability because it stands on things that are changing every day. The people who are around us are basing, uh, are putting their life on things that uh, are changing every day. The third thing uh, that we're facing today is that people around us struggle to have an identity. They don't know their identity. And because they don't know it, they create one. Their identity is first, biggest, richest, smartest, or opposite, last, uh, smallest, poorest, most hopeless. Our world today is full of shame. It's full of darkness. It's full of drugs, full of killing. Our world today is full of sin. And the sin is destroying everywhere. In the families, it's destroying where we work, it's destroying our countries, the whole world. What I want to share with you today is, in a world where people keep changing their identity because they're not happy with that, the one they have, in a world where the life around us doesn't have any stability, in a world which is falling apart, we need Jesus. We need Jesus Christ. Why Jesus? Why Jesus? I hope when you go to work tomorrow and you're going to see your friends and maybe some of them are not your friends, they're your boss, oh, I hope you're going to say to them, why Jesus? Why have you chosen Jesus? Why do they need Jesus? 
Peter is writing to the first century Christians which are having a very difficult time because of their faith, persecution, fear, violence, destruction. He's saying in a time like this, why Jesus? Today I want to tell you why Jesus. Why I'm going to proclaim him. Why I'm going to tell other people about him. Why do I want my country to hear about him? Today I want to tell you why I have chosen Jesus. First reason is because he can build. In a world like this, he offered his life. In a world which, is, uh, which goes towards destruction, do you know what Jesus says? Jesus says, I can build. In a world where the world is going apart, Jesus says, I can build. He is building his church. Uh, not only that he is going to build it, but he says he is going to make it perfect. He can build. In a hopeless world, Jesus gives the living hope. In a world full of darkness, Jesus shines. Jesus still has something to give. Peter knew this very well. He knew this in the first moment when he left his net on the shore. He knew that Jesus had something better for him. And to get this thing, he followed Jesus. And what he's saying today is Jesus still has something to offer today. Just come closer to him. Let's not think that this is a moment. It's not. It's a moment that you do now, you did it. No, it's not a moment. What Peter started is a process. It's a life. And he's writing to the first century Christians to encourage them that the grace of God makes the difference wherever you are and whatever you're going through. Grace of God makes the difference. You just need to allow it. I have some questions for you. Are you allowing the grace of God to make the difference in your life? Are you allowing the grace of God to make the difference in your family? To make the difference where you work? Are you proclaiming the grace of God with what you say and with what you do? In a world with no hope, with no light, with no good in it, in a world which is falling apart, Peter says, come to Jesus. Why is he saying this? He said this because he knew what Jesus can offer. Let me read verses 4 and 5. As you come to him, the living stone rejected by men, is it the same? Uh, translation. Uh, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Let me remind you again that Peter is writing to the first century believers who are going through a very difficult time. It was a time of persecution, a time of destruction. And Peter wants his readers to know that in a time of destruction, Jesus can build. How many amazing stories do we know about Jesus building people around the world? 
If you don't know any, you have one standing in front of you today. Jesus built my life. He is building it. And I know that he's going to make perfect for the day that I'm going to face God. When I was writing this message, a guy from Eastern Europe came to my mind. I met this guy last year at a conference. And he was one of the elders in his church. And his story is a building story. It was amazing how God built him and gave him a purpose and gave him a new identity. He was around 30. But at a younger age, he was addicted to drugs and he had to raise up to $100 by stealing every day to buy drugs and other things he was addicted to. The Lord found him in a rehabilitation center through a church ministry. The team from the church kept going to see all these guys who had these problems and shared the gospel with them and prayed for them. And this guy said yes to God and got closer with him. He went to Jesus and Jesus created a new person, someone to serve God. He was very thankful uh, to God for what he did for him. And now he goes and shares his stories with other young people who have the same problem he had. He shares with them how Jesus can change them and how Jesus can give a purpose to, to their life. We have stories like this uh, around Albania and maybe around England as well. Where people who stop drugs and stealing and all sorts of things. And most of the times these guys come to church and have a seat at the back of the church. Sometimes they share their stories. They share what God did in their life. But they love to sit on the back of the church. Nothing against you guys. That's why I sit in the back of the church this morning. Uh, but they, they sit there. And do you know what they say? God did it. He changed my life. From a bad guy... I'm a good guy. And their uh, main uh, sentence, uh, the, the main words that they use and their favorite uh, words to use is, I'm not like I used to be anymore. And they think God finished with them. But the truth is that, that, that God is just getting started with them. When Jesus said, I will build my church, he wasn't saying that this is going to be a moment. No, this is going to be a process. It's going to take time. This is going to take time because Jesus doesn't want to change people from bad guys to good guys. He doesn't want that. He wants and he will change people from sinners to holy people. Why Jesus? Why have chosen Jesus? Because he wants to give strength to the weak. He wants to give hope to the hopeless. He wants to give light to those in the dark. He wants to build up what is going down. He wants to give an identity to those who don't have one. I really hope that you're going to proclaim it. And just to hear it now, but I really hope that you're going to proclaim this.
Jesus is the only one who can build up even though the world is going down. I really hope you're going to proclaim this. Why Jesus? Why Jesus? The world is going down. We need Jesus because he is the only one who can build. Peter says, as you come to him, be like him. And when you be like him, everyone is going to know him through you. And everyone in this world needs to know that Jesus is the only one who can build and give stability. Jesus is the only one who can build you and give stability to your life. He is the only one who can build and give stability to your family. He is the only one who can build and give stability to your friends and to all the people you, you know. He is the only one who can build and give stability to everyone who comes to him. What I want you to remember today is why Jesus? Why Jesus? Let's remember, in a world which is going down every day, Jesus can build. He's going to build his church. He's going to build everyone who comes to him. Second, in a world with too many things happening and changes and fears and fights, Jesus gives stability. He gives stability to his church and to everyone who comes to him. And this is what Peter is saying to the first century believers who are going through a difficult time. He says to them, remember, who are you standing on? You're having all sorts of things happening around you. Uh, people are trying to accuse you, to put you in prison, or even to kill you. But don't forget that you are standing on Jesus. That's why Jesus. Because we're standing on Jesus. Does your life have stability? Does your life have stability? Let me tell you, our life never is going to have stability if we stand on things that change every day. Never. Our life never is going to have stability if we stand on things which they are today, but they vanish tomorrow. Nothing in this world can offer stability for your life. Maybe you have a good job, but that doesn't give stability to your life because you might lose it tomorrow. Maybe your bank accounts are full, but that doesn't give stability to your life because you might lose it tomorrow. Of course, your money makes the life easier, but they can't make it better. Maybe you think you're always going to keep your job because you're smart, and even that doesn't give stability to your life. You think that you're always going to have your job because you're smart and they can't find uh, anyone smarter than you. But let me tell you that maybe someone is going to come who is going to be prettier than you. It's going to be, yeah, with, it's going to look prettier than you and you lose your job. 
Nothing in this world is going to give stability to my life. Only Jesus can do that. But why Jesus? I hope when you go to your work tomorrow, you will say that. I hope you're going to share with your friends and on the same time to live what you share. That Jesus is the only one who can give stability for your life. Not the banks. I remember once we asked someone here in England uh, to help us to understand which bank is the best to save some money for our kids. Even though we didn't have any money, the only thing we had was the question. Uh, which we regret that we had it. Because it took him three hours to explain. And after he explained all the banks around England and all the rates and all sorts of things, this one is better than that one, maybe this will do for you, or maybe that one. And in the end of the three hours, he says, but all the banks around the world can go to collapse and you lose your money. At that point, I was very happy that the banks collapsed because it made him stop. (laughs) Now we're thinking to buy those little piggy banks. It's much easier. I hope you're not going to lose your time to explain to someone how to create stability for their families. I hope you're not going to lose your time working hard and hard and hard to create stability for your life and for your family. I hope for you, when you go to your work tomorrow, you're going to proclaim that Jesus gives stability. Why Jesus? Why not someone else? something else. Why Jesus? Because nothing in this world can give stability to my life or to your life. Not my big house, not my nice car, I wish I had, not my account or my degrees, not my iPhone 6, not mentioning iPads, Nothing in this world is going to give stability to my life. Nothing. But why Jesus? Because everything in this world changes. We need something that it's not going to change. And this something is a someone. Only Jesus can do that. We need God. Because He's the one who never changes. He is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And Peter knew that when he was writing to early Christians who were having a tough time, he's saying to them, I know you're having a very difficult time, and this time it's going to bring you a lot of pain, a lot of fear, and this time it's going to shake you. In a time like this, come closer to Jesus. What does the scripture say about him? See... I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and precious cornerstone. The one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. Jesus is the cornerstone. He is the one who holds his church. If his church stands on him, it's going to have stability, whatever the circumstances are. If you guys... uh, You're going to stand on Jesus. 
if your fellowship is going to stand on, on Jesus, if your church is going to stand on Jesus, you're going to have stability. If you build your house on Him, if you build your hope on Him, if you build your faith on Him, if you build your life on Him, you're going to be safe. The rain is going to come. The wind is going to be crazy. The storm is going to be everywhere around you, everywhere around your house, everywhere around your life, everywhere around your family. You're going to have storm and rain and wind, strong wind. But you are going to be safe if you build your life on Jesus. Why Jesus? Because He's the only one who can give stability. He's the only one. Because there is a stone in Zion, a chosen and precious cornerstone, and the one who trusts in Him will never be put to shame. As people, we are afraid of to be ashamed. Of we are afraid of, of failing. We are afraid of lots of things. But if you put your trust on Jesus, there's nothing to be afraid. Sometimes when we uh, share Jesus with other people, we find of. Uh, Reasons and excuses of to, to stop us, not to, reasons not to do that, but reasons to stop us doing it. This world needs Jesus. I'm sure that you have people around you who their life is going down. And you can see that. I'm sure that you know people who their life doesn't have stability. And you can see them, that those guys who are moving from one place to another place. Do something about it. Jesus is the only one who can build in a world which is going down every day. Jesus is the only one who can build when destruction is around. In a world with too many things happening and changes and fears and fights, Jesus is the only one who can give stability to your life. In a world without identity, in a world where people don't know who they are, Jesus is the only one who can give a real identity. First thing I want you to remember is that Jesus gives identity. He can build, give stability, and he gives an identity. Peter is saying to the early Christians, this is your identity. You are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, people belonging to God, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you are not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. And this identity that Peter is saying, it's not about just a name for those who come closer to Jesus. It is about purpose. 
It's about a goal for their life. Peter is saying to the first century Christians, remember, God gave a new identity to you. And this identity doesn't have uh, to do with only who you are, but this identity that God gave to you has to do with who you are and what you do for God. Peter knew very well what it means when God gives you an identity. His name was Simon. And Jesus called him Peter. It's not because Jesus didn't like the name Simon. It's not that he forgot, like our parents do sometimes. They go, Peter or Steve. It's about the meaning that this name has. And it's not about only about the meaning, but it's about the purpose that Jesus had for Peter. What was this purpose? Matthew 16, uh, we see uh, the moment where Peter proclaims that Jesus is the son of the living God. And Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, For this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but my Father in heaven. And they tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. Let me remind you the question. Why Jesus? Because Jesus gives a real identity. The identity that he gives has to do with his purpose. That's why we need Jesus. In a world full of lies, in a world full of fake, in a world full of pretend, in a world where so many people don't know who they are, in a world where so many people create their own identities on the way they like it, in a world where in a world where the identity is just an account on Facebook. Let me tell you why Jesus. Because he's the only one who can give a real identity. And the identity he, he gives, it's not about an account somewhere. The identity he gives, it's about a goal. It's about a purpose. It's about his purpose. Why he called Simon, he called, why he called him Peter? Because he wanted to build on him. And the, the meaning of Peter, it's rock. Why he didn't say uh, flower? You can't build with flowers. He had the purpose. His goal was to build. And he called Simon, he called him Peter. Because I want to build with you. Why he calls us chosen people? Why he calls us a royal priesthood, a holy nation, people belonging to God? 
It's great to mention all these things. It's great to, uh, to remember I, our identity in Christ. It's great to say that I'm son of God. I'm his and I'm, we are his people. He chose me. It's great. But there's a purpose. There's a purpose for us. There's a purpose for you. For your life. Chosen people, you are a royal priesthood, you are a holy nation, you are people belonging to God. Because He has a purpose for you guys that you may declare the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into His wonderful light. He has a purpose for you. When you go tomorrow to your work, when you go tomorrow to another place, when you're going to move somewhere, remember your identity in God. Remember the identity that God gave to you. It's not that He likes to change the identities. No, He likes for us to have His goal. He wants us to go through His goal for us, to follow His purpose. Jesus is calling you uh, His body. You are the body of Christ. You know why? Because there is a purpose. There is a purpose. That you declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. In a world where the identity is just your name. In a world where the identity is just a photo of you. And what's in your mind. And full of comments about it. In a world like this. I'm going to proclaim Jesus. Because he is the only one who is building me when everything around me is going down. Because he is giving stability to my life. Because he gave me an identity according to his purpose. And I hope you are going to say these things tomorrow when you see other people, your neighbors and people who work with you. I hope you are going to say this. Why you chose Jesus? Why you are going to proclaim Jesus? And what Jesus did for you. What Jesus did to your life. I hope you're going to show the building that Jesus did in your life. Don't hit it. Show what Jesus did to your life. If your life has stability, say to the other people, where did you find that? If you don't have, come to Jesus. Tomorrow when you leave your house to go to your work, please, don't go to your workplace just to earn some more money. Tell about Jesus. Why Jesus? Because the world is going down every day. 
Jesus is the only one who can build when destruction is around. Why Jesus? In a world with too many things happening and changes and fears and fights, Jesus is the only one who can give stability to your life. Why Jesus? In a world without identity, in a world where people don't know who they are, Jesus is the only one who can give a real identity according to his purpose. That's why Jesus. That's why we need to tell people about Jesus. Because he's the only one who can do a difference in this world. Let me close with verse 11 and 12. Dear friends, I urge you as foreigners and exiles to abstain from sinful desires which wage war against your soul. Live such good lives among the pagans that thought that they accuse you of doing wrong. They may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. Let's pray. God, thank you that you gave Jesus to us. Thank you that in a world which is going down everywhere, you are building us. Thank you that in a world where it's very difficult to find stability you gave Jesus to us in a world where the identity is fake and pretend you gave Jesus to us please help us to give Jesus to the others to proclaim him not only with our words, but to proclaim with a life, our life, the way we live it. And to show the miracles you've done in us, in our families, in our churches, all around the world. 